Vilas Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. It's Tuesday. That means Callie Oaks joins us from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky. Indeed. Indeed. How's how's your weather down there? Have you been like rainy messes like so far? Because yeah, I'm we, about done we with sent it. Sent that good stuff uh, your way. Only it was warmer when it was here, and then it got cold behind it. But now we're getting back to spring suns out today. Looking good. Looking good for some baseball this afternoon evening. What exactly is um? I'm just curious. What exactly is sun? What is what is that? Is that like? Sun is this rumored uh, orange yellow object in the sky that uh, you know can can cause lots of problems. It can blind you. Uh, and you're not ready for it. <laughs> okay, I just I wanted to be sure that's what we were talking about because I yeah, it's I been so it's long since I've seen it. I just I don't yeah, know. Like it, it is a it is a vicious rumor in certain parts of the world. I can understand why there's so much depressing music that comes out of Seattle. Like I really can. Like it all. That would be a that would be a rough thing to get used to. Is, is their uh, their amount of sunshine relative to the out of oh my goodness. horrible horrible dreary days. It's terrible. Just just terrible. It's all right though. We'll be we'll be okay. We're gonna we're gonna survive. We're gonna make it. We shall overcome. Through it. It has been an odd spring down here, even by their standards. It's been up down up down and uh, more more cold weather and uh, more snowflakes. And and then, then the next day it disappears and it's 65 degrees. So it's really weird. It's, it's, it's extreme, extreme. Pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, what, uh, da- down your way, like, is there, is there any talk of, what is the talk of pro sports down your way? Does anyone even talk about pro sports down yeah, your way? No, the talk about pro sports is limited to how bad the Reds are and how they're on pace to be the worst team of all time and stuff like that. It's more of a self-loathing and a how did we, how do we get to that point with them kind of thing? And that, yeah, I think there's people that like the Cleveland Cavaliers mostly because they've, they've been pretty good over the past eight, ten years for obvious reasons. Uh, so there's, there's people that follow them. Uh, their games are on all the time. So it's, it's they're sort of quasi local, I guess. Uh, beyond that, now it's, it's, uh, it's big blue nation, UK. It's, uh, even, even during baseball, they, they, they follow that baseball, softball. SEC and, and football, you know, basically the whole the whole year is football season. You're talking spring spring game, which was just held this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's college centric for sure. It's it's wild. I keep hearing and reading things about how uh, attendance is down throughout Major League Baseball, and you know, considering like every game is being played in in snow. And, oh, I was going to say it's freaking cold. So well, the no, is down. I mean, they started the season on March 28th or whatever. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to get? Well, well, and not only that, you also have teams like the Reds and the Marlins and the Rays. I mean, the Rays have basically tanked. Basically, when you're when you're saying, you know what, we're not even going to have a fourth or fifth starter because we're yeah. just going to go with our bullpen. Like to me, you're punting on the season. Like. Do they really expect fans to show up if you're not even going to field the full team? Like, are they really yeah, expecting? I think for that? a while they had gotten out of that, uh, out of that frame of mind that there were certain teams that were eliminated on day one. And I think you know, I, I think the you know the Royals being successful there and the Pirates kind of digging them their way out and, and becoming kind of relevant again sort of sort of helped that uh, that perception for five or six or ten years but uh, it, it's definitely headed back toward you know those those teams are atrocious that you mentioned and uh, you know you have the teams at the top or just the other end of the spectrum you, you've got uh, 
Angels, Red Sox, Astros, uh, Mets right now that are just uh, that are tearing it up and, and you know, at the other end of the spectrum. So I, I just I just think it's all uh, it's all a big uh, snowball effect, and you're going to have some teams that lose 110, 120 games, and uh, it's hard for people to be interested in that. <laughs> it's it's hard for people to commit to. A game like baseball that has a certain rhythm that you have to have a certain personality to want to pay attention to it anyway. Fewer people have that personality in this day and age to begin with, and then when your team sucks, it's uh, it's going to make it even less likely that you're going to pay attention. Especially in this weather. Yeah, yeah, and compounded with that. I mean, why why are we starting every? I, I know it's for TV. I know it's you know, but why are we playing every game at night? When it's 32 degrees, it just may, you know, at least it's moderately warmer in the daytime. Why in the month of April is anybody playing a, a prime time game unless it's in a, a warm weather city? I don't understand. It's, you know, and they could say, well, it's for the crowd. Well, I can see your crowd. It's zero. So yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> has to be more than zero. So, yeah, it, it's a maddening situation. Now I've uh, you know I take a look at a couple of things here and I, I kind of look through some things and I noticed tonight there's a national game on the MLB Network where uh, Angels Red Sox tonight. Um, yeah. You get to see you get to see, uh, see Otani. Uh, I you... get to watch Otani and, and what Price I guess is. Yeah, yes, so you get to. Watch, I, I know, feel like Price is... handle, See if his, his hand goes down. Tony's been kind of something special, you know, to to, to come out and, and, and be the, the modern day favorite, I guess, and uh, and be a threat uh, pitcher slash DH. He's like like watching high school, kind of cool. Um, but you know, we'll see if he can sustain that. I don't uh, I, I don't think I don't think that's a long term recipe for success in the major leagues. I think it's just too much. You got to we're, we're pitching price so you can fully focus on a Tony. That's you know, so it's a balance. <laughs> Uh, I'm just hoping Price can can get through the season. I've kind of been an apologist for Price. I, I kind of I kind of feel like, well, you know, he, he's gonna. I've kind of looked at it as he's gonna regress, not regress to the mean, but sort of improve to the mean, you know, and, and produce at the level that he's produced at throughout his career, which is pretty decent. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a top he's a top ten percent pitcher when when he's healthy and and he's engaged mentally, and, you know, I, I kind of looked at it as like well, at the end of John Lackey's time with the Red Sox, we kind of started to see what, what he was paid for in the first place, and I'm hoping that happens to Price. Uh, yeah, I, I think it will. I, I think, obviously, Ed Beth is pretty good. He showed that a little bit at the end of last year and in his first start this year, but then then obviously the next series, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think in warmer weather he'll be fine, um, and, and I like I like the Red Sox situation right now. I like the like the pitching pitching defense and timely hitting. It, it's kind of an old fashioned uh, uh, recipe. When it, it certainly seems like baseball is headed back to the uh, quote unquote chick stick the long ball era with uh, what the Yankees are doing and, and some of these other. You know, it seems like we're headed back to the nineties, but. Uh, We'll see how it goes long term. Eventually, they'll stop juicing the ball, and they'll they'll realize that people actually like to see some strategy involved. Talking with uh, Callios of the Georgetown News Graphic. Now, um, 
Should we be at all concerned that Brady and Gronk have just decided not to show up for voluntary workouts? Should that matter? I, I'm not as worried about Brady because I really don't want to show up for voluntary workouts. I really don't care if he's there in October. Um, it is unsettling that, you know, if he's been there in the past and is not there now, that you worry about if he's going to show up in July and August, or is he going to decide at the last minute, you know, you know what, my body and mind have had enough. And, um, that would put the Patriots in a little spot. So it's a leap of faith to, to say you're, you're okay with what he's doing right now. Gronk, I mean, he's a little young for that. He's a little young to be taking that stand. You know, either be done or, or be not done. But I, I would like him to kind of make a decision here that's not just a rumored decision, but, uh, you know, a real, a real decision. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's certainly unsettling. I think if, if you've got Brady, you can – you can finagle a way to win with or without Gronk, but uh, I think Brady's the one that's, uh, that I'm really concerned about. I want to see him. Uh, I want to make sure he's going to be there. Otherwise, you got to got to make some decisions. But as, as Belichick said, there's not going to be a game in May, so I think he'll be all right. Do you think he? Do you think he gets traded? I mean, we're we're nine days away from the draft. Do you think he gets traded during the draft? <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think that's just something to talk about. I mean, I I don't I don't see that happening, and I, and I don't see. I don't see the Patriots going after Dez Bryant. I mean, every, every time somebody is rumored to be on the block or gets released or something, all oh, the Patriots could use them. And think, no, it's not a good fit. I don't see that happening. Uh, I think uh, I, I think a lot of trades will happen around the draft, but I'm sure it's going to fall in the caliber and go with all the Patriots. Moving up, moving down, uh, packaging things away. So my question to you is: Did you think Jason Tatum was going to be this good when you watched him at Duke, or like, no? Yeah, no. I mean, yes, but uh, you know, I, I, once once he ended up with the Celtics, I could only hope for that. I mean, uh, and I think with anybody coming out of, of a limited college experience, you worry about the two game grind, and you worry about uh, how their game is going to adapt uh, to the next level, but. Uh, um, I'm certainly not disappointed with how it has turned out, and uh, he's had to obviously take on a bigger a bigger role uh, in light of what's happened uh, with the injuries elsewhere. And uh, you know, once once this series started, and I started hearing people talk, uh, people like Charles Barkley say, you know, the Bucks are going to win in six or whatever, and uh, Celtics were too banged up. I sort of like their chances. Yeah. I noticed that Markel Fultz only played five minutes last night. Well, yeah. he's a rookie. What are they saving him for? Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, you want to be ready for next know. year. You know, it you was. Embiid's uh, out and, and complaining about, about uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be, you know, I'm tired of being babied or whatever. I mean, that's, uh, it, it's interesting to see the, the situation unfolding with all these other young players. And uh, so. Yeah, I can't can't complain about the way things have worked out for Tatum or with Tatum. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty about happy that. with it too. I'm pretty happy about it too. And and yeah. I guess you know Kyrie's walking now, so I guess that's a big deal. Well, that's a plus. Walking's all we have. Walking's a prerequisite to running usually. Yeah, we. <laughs> you got to walk before you can. We, you got to crawl uh, hey, before you, you can walk. I heard you know? that somewhere. You got to crawl crawl before you can walk. Walk before you can run. Run before you can be eliminated from the playoffs. I guess. Right. I guess that's. I guess that's kind of how that works. You know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we we were talking trades before, Cal. Anybody that you would 
trade for to give up either Brown or Tatum? Is there anybody out there that you would want instead of those guys? No, I, I just like to just like to keep building building in the direction that they're building and uh, and not get too trade happy. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much chemistry, such an underrated thing. And when you when you start dancing around with trades and trying to trying to upgrade and trying to bring someone in that's going to be the wild back on the list. I err on the side of caution. That stuff, I'm a, I'm a build through the draft, traditionalist kind of guy. Mostly in most sports, actually. All right, so one other serious question. Does anyone care about the Nashville Predators down there? Because I assume they're the closest hockey team. Yeah, three, I, nobody really cares about hockey. Well, I, I, that's what I didn't <laughs> think. That's what, that's what I assumed. But I was waiting because it's getting to be the playoffs, and if they like make it to the finals, will more people care? Because I, I have friends of mine in, no, that live down no, in Nashville. So. There was yeah. an AHL team here, and there's some people that talk about you know nostalgically about that, how that was so big and wow, hockey at Rupp Arena. But I don't think anybody like you know I don't think they ever come back necessarily. I think they, they have youth like, hockey oh, there. That cool. Callie, yeah, do, what they, now? do they have youth hockey in Kentucky? They have club hockey. They have uh, – it's a similar situation in Maine, only it's not sanctioned by the state, and you have a lot of hyphenated teams. Like the Lexington High Schools pretty much have one or two clubs, and they, they combine joint forces, but they have to travel all over. I mean, I, mean, I, have, I have cousins down here, and they, they're, they're that age, and they travel to Ohio, Michigan, and wow. places just to play. So um, they're – their their family obviously only a generation or two separated from Maine, so it's, it's in their it's in their blood. But for the most part down here, no, I, I don't see a lot of that. I mean, the I guess the, like, the Columbus Blue Jackets games are on you know, uh, on the Fox affiliated. That's a good thing right now. <laughs> They're up two zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and obviously, uh, obviously got the rest of the playoffs there. But I, I don't I don't hear a lot of buzz about hockey. <laughs> it's so it's so UK basketball and then UK football is a distant second. And then, uh, and, you know, like if, if any of this is that are all good, you might. But, but you know, again, the Bengals, the way they deal with the Bengals is much different than the way they deal with the Reds. And you know, it's like, oh, how bad? How bad are we? You know, and there there are NFL teams that are a lot worse than the Bengals that you wouldn't know about. It's true though. It's one hundred percent true. Yeah. You know, remember when the Bengals used to be good? You know, they had the they had Icky Woods and and Boomer Esiason and oh, back in the eighties, oh, yeah. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. I, remember, I remember when the Patriots beat that team uh, in Foxborough. That season. it was, I think that was the Bengals' first loss. And they didn't have many. They ended up going to the Super Bowl losing to uh, to San Fran. I know you remember that fondly. I do remember that fondly. That was the very first Super Bowl I watched. That was one competitive. Uh, yeah. Two memorable. Yeah, it really was. That was when it kind of started to turn around, and then and then we had some more lopsided. Uh, that was the first one in a long time that had been competitive. And good competitive, not just both teams played badly, so it was close towards the end. Like it was literally like, you know, it was competitive towards the end. It was it was a no, hard. It was a game. defensive struggle early, and you know, if yeah. you, there's certain people that don't like that that sort of thing. They want to see points on the board, but after that, it was kind of you know a game. Can you top this? Uh, that game yeah. that, that game introduced me to a couple of things. One, learning about the uh, how a cocaine overdose can keep you from being on the kickoff team. 
And I also learned which way legs bent with Tim Crumrine. Oh, like, the center. Yeah. Stanley that? Wilson oh, thing was, boy. he was sort of a trendsetter. Stanley Wilson kind of set the trend for, uh, <laughs> who, was the, who was the guy from the Raiders there? Barrett. Uh, Barrett Robbins. Anyway, oh, Barrett boy. Robbins, uh, Eugene Robinson before that. So, yeah, they, they, Stanley was sort of the trendsetter of you know, self-destructing on the Super Bowl and, and not getting to play. Was that the year that Cincinnati played in that really, really cold playoff game? No, that was, I think, in the early the 80s against before? San Diego. Yeah. That was in the early, early, early 80s. 80s. Yeah, that was the... Yeah, that was that was 82. Oh. That, was the win- that was the 81 season, uh, January 82. And that was... Uh, I think they've, been, they've actually surpassed that in terms of the cold zone. Maybe not the wind chill part, but the temperature part. They've, they've surpassed it. I think there was a game in Green Bay that might have been. A couple other couple of the games in recent years that have actually rivaled that one but uh, yeah it, that was that's one they still talk about people that played in that uh, haven't recovered fully yeah. you got to be a real fan to go to one of those i don't oh, yeah. care I would... oh, yeah i mean you have to you have to really want it you have to really want it badly with no one's on TV. it's not going to be blacked out you know, I look back and I, I think about that. Okay, so there was that Super Bowl. So that one was close, and it was towards the end. And and, uh, and Montana hit Taylor, but Jerry Rice was a Super Bowl MVP. And then the next year was a total blowout of the Broncos, just an absolute snow job. Yeah. And then the year after that was Giants Bill. So that was a close game. Okay, that was a good game. And then it had Redskins Bill. Not yeah, a good the, game. The rest of the Bills games were pretty terrible. I mean, there was one that was close to the half with the Cowboys, I think. Well, the, the second one with the Cowboys was close at the half. And then the first one with the Redskins, remember, Thurman Thomas couldn't find his helmet. Couldn't find his helmet. Okay, yeah. so that was that. Yeah. And then Neil O'Donnell like uh, threw it to Larry Brown on purpose twice. And then Larry Brown got like a forty million dollar deal from the Raiders to go there and do absolutely yeah. nothing. Didn't like, know how to line up. He should, that. Le- I, honest to God, Larry Brown should have Neil O'Donnell on the Christmas card oh, list yeah. every year. Like, thank you for making my family's financial Buy your future car every year. Thank no you, yes, absolutely, because that that was it was all based on that one game. It and then it went on a couple of bad throws. And then you uh, had Patriots Packers was kind of competitive right up until the point Adam Vinatieri got held on the Desmond Howard kickoff return. Yep. And, and then blatantly and then held that never talked like about. Ten sacks in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Reggie White beating the crap out of Matt Lane, uh, Max Lane. It's so funny. Somebody uh, advertised Max Lane being in an event recently, and I'm like, the only thing I would have to ask was Max it at Lane. The Paradise Rock Club, and was yeah. ever involved? <laughs> I don't think he was, but I think that was his that's second not. biggest hit before the Tampa Bay game. That was yeah. yeah. That, that's what Max Lane is is known for: getting his butt kicked by. Uh, by uh, Reggie White and, uh, and yeah. going to a concert with uh, with Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a yeah. that's a great that was, way. That was his contribution to uh, <laughs> the society to Patriots War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did start off some some good Super Bowls at the time. I would prefer to see some less close Super Bowls. I want some. I would like to see one Patriots Super Bowl that ends in a blowout. Just a blowout. We win, laughing. going away, yeah. laughing. I don't even it's, care it's at this weird, point. Isn't it? I don't want to say the fix is in or anything. I but. It's just weird how there wasn't a close Super Bowl for like, you know, 20 years, and now every game comes down to the wire. Isn't that a little odd? Isn't that super odd? Yeah. It's convenient. Oh, it is when they change the rules during the game. Like, like bad, bad Super Bowls just don't happen much anymore. The the Broncos-Seahawks game was bad, but they put that in a bad weather city outdoors. It wasn't smart to begin with. Chicago-Indianapolis was bad. That was also in bad weather because it rained. That was equally bad. It was a bad weather Super Bowl as well. So um, that just worked out. 
rainy day. And, uh, for the most part, uh, the, 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 the climate-controlled uh, you know, California Super Bowls have been uh, you know, pretty good. I'd like to see them bring it back to the Rose Bowl. Like, that would be... It's too that bad Dick Enberg's cool not alive anymore. Put it, in a, put it in a college stadium. Put it at Bristol Speedway in Tennessee. That would be a cold-weather game, essentially. Like, you know, 200,000 people. Oh, by the way, it was funny. Uh, funny that you mentioned that. Talking about Bristol, uh, Reed Landfrew's dad, Scott, was in this morning uh, for the Breakfast Club, and his flight got canceled. That they had to drive 15 hours from Bristol home the other day. Oh my, so, that's a that's a haul. That's a quick and, quick and it's like you know from the middle of nowhere too. I mean, you got a lot of two lane highways just to get to the to the real highway. Just to get to the real highway. <laughs> just to get right? to the real one. Yeah. That happens from time to time. That happens. Yes, those those fifteen sixteen hour drives. I've done them there. <laughs> Hopefully for the last time. Now, <laughs> serious question though. Serious question. Any any memories of Harry Anderson who passed away yesterday? I know you're you're into oh the, man, in the 80s Night TV. Court. Uh, great great show. Oh uh, no, Harry Anderson. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh. I'd, I'd like to see that in reruns more more than it is. You I'm know, feeling much like better now. <laughs> Night Court is one of those that I like. to for a while there, they could they couldn't keep a, the female bailiff alive. Like the, one of those died every year or two. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. You know, like, so that was like while the show was actually on. That was a what a great thing. show though. Yeah, uh, yep. Funny, funny attack. Uh, the Thursday night, the Thursday night schedule uh, back in the day. KRP and Night Court. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, those were the days, NBC, man. NBC, the must see TV. Oh yeah, there was all of that. That was that was good stuff. But yeah, it was uh, it was that was a sad thing. But I did see wow, that it's on um, it's on one of those uh, digital channels that you get with the antenna. It's called Laugh yeah. L A F F. I think it's on yeah. between oh, four and 13, five or something. Thirteen dash four, whatever. <laughs> yes, dude. when you scan your channels, it's on seventy two dash four. Here's a funny story that kind of connects our two worlds. Like earlier this winter, somebody was telling me. Yeah, I, I watched your high school team uh, on on TV, and I thought maybe they must have been. You know, there was a live stream of the tournament they played in uh, South Carolina. I was like, wow, someone was really dedicated to to watch that. And like, no, it was on one of those over the air channels. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, CBS with yes. Sinclair. One of, the, one of the Sinclair over the air stations is a sports one, and they showed the Scott County basketball game from, from South Carolina, and those people. People watching it, I'm like, wow, that's a small world. It's true, though. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's, I think it's like 13 3. It's American it's Sports Network stadium or, something. or something. Oh, it's, yeah, it's called Stadium now. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, yeah. AS. It was supposed to be sports, sports centered anyway, and, and that was. You guys have too much time on your hands. Wait, sure. well, somebody does. I mean, I, I, I don't. I only hear about this secondhand, but. Uh, oh yeah, there we go. Secondhand. I like to know everything yeah. about everything. I just get all this information from my sources. <laughs> uh, they, That's what they happens. Tell me that something's going on. Uh, yeah. What's on? What's on the docket for sports coverage this week for you? Uh baseball. Uh, Interesting game tonight in Lexington. Scott County's playing against a team, a uh, private school, and their pitcher uh, started his career in Scott County. So it's one of those playing a guy that used to be your teammate when they were competing for, like, national titles and uh, in Cal Ripken League stuff. So it's, it's kind of a kind of a inter, uh, inter-city rivalry there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's baseball and softball right now, pretty much. Uh, uh, softball team is uh, ranked number one in the state still and playing in a big tournament this weekend. Uh, so I'll be 
headed out to that. And, uh, it's good times. It's basically a game every night, which I like too. You're not. It's not one of those deals where they play twice a week. It's uh, uh, you know they load up three or four games a week and uh, keep keep me busy. So I'm all for it. But how do they how do they watch their elbows? That's the only thing I want to know. How do they how do they watch those elbows? That's I don't know. <laughs> How do how do the how do the kids even throw nowadays without it being monitored? Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's awful. When, you know, but it's it, it's funny thing when you when you when you use muscles and tendons, they get stronger. I know that's hard to believe. It's like, <laughs> no? the, it's like when you go to the gym. You know, when you use the, the the treadmill, your heart gets stronger. When you lift weights, your arms. It, it's a miraculous, you know, God given thing. <laughs> Happens. So I did see though. Is it Morse High School? Is in I didn't realize that you were allowed to do any of that interstate travel from Maine because I, I would have thought maybe they limited you to a certain number of dates. So I was surprised to see. Uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was Morse playing down in Zero Beach or something. I yeah. Yeah. Like, they must have uh, wind them too. I yeah. Hope, hope somebody's monitoring that. I hope they're not breaking any rules. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's sport. I didn't just out them. It's sports yeah. season. They can play. That's all right. Okay, good. Right. But there's a certain number of dates you're allowed to. Right? Like you're you're only allowed what two two out of season, like preseason. I know it limits the Christmas tournaments for basketball. Like you have to play all your games in one day. Right. Oh yeah, you have to. That's healthy because that's healthier than playing on five different days. It's nothing, there's nothing better than watching a varsity game in the morning and then watching half the varsity team play at night in the playdown game that doesn't count because they yeah, played earlier in the day. Great. It's a good time. Isn't it's that, nice. Isn't that a good time? It's a good way to. That, it's, that, that, that makes everybody happy and it really <laughs> makes the tournament a better thing. Callie Oaks with the Georgetown News Graphic. You can catch him in the Sun Journal as well. We'll talk to you next week, my friends. Stay warm. All right, guys, have a great have Take a great care. Week. Take it easy. That was Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic on the Beelist Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports Time AM 780.